Do you find many of your staff constantly underestimate themselves? Does your staff turn to you for answers they already possess? Is there a person on your team with leadership skills you want to amplify? Identifying, nurturing, and empowering your staff's leadership skills is a key trait of an effective nonprofit leader. We all want to develop and support the leadership potential of our team, but the task is harder than it seems. With competing demands on your time, different relationship and power dynamics among your staff, and lack of clarity of how to equitably develop leadership potential, the work often gets ignored. Today's podcast will explore one element of cultivating leaders by skillful delegation. When you delegate effectively, you provide your staff with a chance to exercise their skills and act with autonomy. Providing opportunities for your staff to gain mastery is a key component in helping you cultivate the team you need to run your agency. Find the full transcript of this episode three at relishyourrule.com slash three. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you want your staff to take on more leadership roles, they have to have the opportunity to do so. Maybe you feel you've already do this and you've been unsatisfied with the results. I want us to focus today on how to set you and your staff up for success when you pass on a project where you want them to take the lead. There's a tried and true four-step process I share with my women nonprofit EDs on how to delegate in a way which both gets the job done and supports leadership development. The four steps are, one, set clear and explicit expectations. Two, provide access to all the necessary resources. Three, jointly establish benchmarks and check-in schedules. And then four, celebrate successes and debrief the project. Let's dive into each step so you can start cultivating your leaders. And let's start with setting clear expectations. Let's say you want a member of your team to take on the responsibility of editing the agency's quarterly newsletter. In the past, they've brought you articles to include and have left it for you to decide what other information should be included and when to showcase a program, agency partner, staff, or board member. You now want them to take on full responsibility for the project. The first step is to take the time and discuss the goals of the newsletter, how articles are selected, the quarterly rotation of the types of information included, and what's been successful and what has not worked in the past. And obviously, you need to discuss timeframes and others who need to be involved, and what activities and behaviors you expect from them to get the project done. This is the time when you develop a thought partner by freely sharing all your thoughts about the newsletter. Elicit from them what they want to keep and what they'd like to change and why. Expectations is a two-way street. 
In addition to spelling out what you expect, it's vital you hear from your staff what they need from you. They may not have clear answers at first, so it's important to ask what they need from you throughout the project. These initial conversations, they laid the groundwork for your staff to take ownership. So do not stint on your time or your attention on goal and expectation setting. Throughout these conversations, verify that you are both 100% on the same page. And then you want to freely share resources. As part of, a part of empowering your staff to truly take the lead on a project, they need access to all relevant resources. And this information may include written material, archival information, people with expertise, and authority over the project funds. You need to make sure they have all the tools they need. If they ask for resources you have not identified, be open-minded. Make sure you understand their rationale for the request and realize the way you do things may not be the way they plan to get the project done. Allow them the opportunity to make their own mark and do things in their own way. And admittedly, this is often the hardest part for an ED. You may believe you've determined the best way to get things done, but if the goal is truly to grow leadership, it's smarter and more effective in the long run to loosen the reins. Part of setting expectations is breaking down the project into clear, recognizable, incremental benchmarks. All projects have a sequence and identifying benchmarks helps to translate the task into manageable steps. A benchmark should have a clear description of the completed task and the estimated due date. These benchmarks keep the project on task and serve as an agreed upon midpoint assessment. Mutually determined due dates allow you and your staff to track progress in an objective way. And the second component of this step is where I see many EDs fall short. It is vitally important to have regularly scheduled check-ins throughout the project. You can't hand a project off and disappear. Ideally, you've set up check-in schedules at the beginning when discussing goals and expectations. Make these check-ins a priority in your calendar. And the check-in should be semi-structured. You should have a clear sense of what you want covered in these meetings, and your staff should do the same. Resist the urge to solve the problems for them in these meetings. As their thought partner, refer back to expectations and resources to give your staff what they need to figure things out. These check-ins are a chance for your staff to shine and show their growth. And then finally, celebrate and debrief. Identify when the project is complete or an important milestone has been achieved. In the newsletter example, when the first issue has been edited, when it comes out, give the staff public recognition for the work that they've done. And then separately, give honest and actionable feedback about what was done well and where there are areas for growth. Use the debriefing as an opportunity for them to sharpen their self-awareness and assessment of their role in both the process as well as the outcome. These four steps can help you grow the leadership and autonomy of your staff. And when you have a more autonomous staff, you are freed up to attend to those big picture issues. You can do it and I am here to help. Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. 
Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.